All right, welcome to the Flipside Podcast. This episode, we have Ed Cunningham from A Need to Read. Um, someone who I've been wanting to chat to, to um, chat to for a while. Um, he was in a similar situation um, to me and that he was kind of out traveling um, in Oz. Uh, well, he was in Bali um, when the old Corona bomb hit. Um, so he's been busy podcasting from the UK ever since, um, podcasting about books specifically. Um, so go check out uh, his podcast. He'll let you know everything he's got going on um, at the end of this podcast. Um, but this was an awesome conversation. Um, really kind of like, yeah, this is exactly why I do the podcast, you know, to, to have these conversations. Um, yeah, Ed's an all-round top bloke. Um, and yeah, we went into a load of different topics, um, which I'll just let you bloody listen to. Um, so if you're new here, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, so each episode is brought to you automatically. Uh, and go uh, go follow us on the Instagram um, at FlipsidePod. Much love. Enjoy this one. All right, Mr. Ed Cunningham, a.k.a. I Need to Read. Welcome to the Flipside Podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. It's good to be on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Um, all right, let's, let's kick things off um, by... I think it's interesting to, to talk about like how, I guess, your like, reading habit developed. So I think, yeah. um, I think I relate to, to, to your circumstance in that... Um, correct me if I'm wrong anyway, but like, for me, I like... I mean, personally, I like read a... I think the last time I read a book, other than the last few years, the last time I read a book was like 13, 14 or something like Harry Potter or like, yeah. Was that like Alex Ryder series? If you ever like, yeah, like, yeah they were sick. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it just gives you that little dream of like, well, maybe I could be a spy. Yeah. There was a film about it as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like life happens, you know, you start being like a teenager and then like, you know, start partying or whatever. But, um, mm. Yeah, you just think like, well, reading, that's for like, that's something that you're like forced to do. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it seems like you get to like mid-20s or there's like a certain point in your life where it's just like, ah, no, like you like find, you like find it again. So I'm guessing yeah. that's kind of like a similar story for you. Yeah. I um, I remember the last full book that I'd read before I started reading was the fifth Harry Potter. And I remember I was in France and I read that in a week and I was so impressed myself and I was like, right, well... I suppose I could just like quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> just like, finish one book and all day and then just stop. Um, and then I read maybe three quarters of a book when I was like 17 on a holiday because like a girlfriend that I had at the time was just like a keen reader. And I was like, dork, whatever. Um, so I read a bit of a book, but I was more interested in just getting up and doing stuff um, or doing nothing but in the wrong way. Yeah. And then I think it just got to a stage where when I was like, mid like 20 in between 23 and 24 i just hit a bit of a stumbling block and i was like shit my life is just not where it is meant to be how am i going to sort that out and there was um it was mark manson's subtle art of not giving a fuck my yeah. lads swear we're okay to swear oh yeah sorry yeah go for it yeah, yeah. okay All right, <laughs> um yeah so i i listened to that on audiobook and i was like jesus you can get these people ideas and there's like millions of them. Yeah. And then I just listened to so many audiobooks. Then I was like, well, I'll actually just try reading. And I've always, I always enjoy sort of time to myself. And I kind of discovered that when you have a book in your hand, I mean, scientifically, maybe it's like 76% more likely that no one's going to interrupt you than if you have your phone in your hand. 76%. Or just your head. Yeah, so that's my science, bit of bro science. Haven't yeah. done any studies for it, but it's just a guess. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I mean, if people aren't aren't going to interrupt me with these my hands, like, I'll take that, and just just got reading from there, and just kind of just got obsessed with it. Yeah, man, nice. Because because I guess was it like audiobooks first, and then or do you like mix things up still now? It was audiobooks first. Um, I haven't listened to a full audiobook. Um, since I listened to the Mike Tyson, uh, 
biography or whatever it is because it was like it was a massive book and I was like I don't want to spend my time reading about Mike Tyson's life because I'm not that interested but I was interested enough to just sort of listen I was painting my uncle's house at the time so I had about a week's worth of work so 20 hours just filled half of it yeah 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 but I'm not as busy as most other people so I can I can sit and read a lot more whereas I appreciate a lot of other people are on the move commuting stuff like that yeah exactly yeah, I only got. I only managed to like get a reading habit like nailed in in lockdown. But then mm. before that, it was like podcasts, then audiobooks, and then like I just forced myself to read. Well, I forced myself to read Jordan Peterson's um, Twelve Rules for Life. That was hard. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, terrible book to start on. Yeah. Um, so it was just like I said, I was like two pages a day, two pages a day. Um, and I yeah. did that, and like. I got about halfway through and I was just like, this is just not, this is just not what I need. So yeah. I put it to one side and maybe I'll come back to it, but. Yeah. It, it, was, like, it was one of those books. I, I listened to that one and it's his okay. voice and I find his voice quite irritating, but um, obviously if you ever listen to this, like I don't find that inter- irritating. I will still talk to him. <laughs> um, fingers crossed he's listening. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, and I just, I've lost my train of thought there because we were talking about Jordan Peterson, but um, I lost interest with that book as well. And yeah, very like uh, religious based, based on religion, wasn't it? Or Christianity. Yeah, I'm just like, just leave that bit out. It's yeah. not necessary. Yeah, but then no. there will be a lot because I mean, there's a lot of Christians out there, so he's True. he might hit a good good target audience for them. True. I mean, there were some like gems in there, but I felt like it was like mm. needle in a haystack type of thing. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about the lobsters um, at the start was just it's questionable. <laughs> Talking about how lobsters secrete their hormones at each other to work out who's the bigger and more dominant one. And then he says that that's what you have to do as a human. And I'm like, well, I mean, it seems a bit aggressive if I'm honest, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I never thought of it like that. I think I've quite liked how he's just like, cause he's, it's about like how if when they get hurt, they just like go into their shell or whatever as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was just like just coming out of like a breakup and I was just like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, can relate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another, um, in terms of just like listening to things on audiobook and podcasts, I know you, you like, did you try listening to um, The Power of Now on uh, audiobook? Yeah, I did. I, well, I was, <laughs> um, that was, it was ages ago that I tried it and it was just his voice is very slow and very like, because like he's just a super zen German Eckhart Tolle. Like, yeah. he, <laughs> you can't get much more of a boring voice, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, like, tr- like embraced his voice. I actually quite enjoyed it by yeah. the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, listen just, to it, just like, accepting the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to love it. <laughs> yeah, like, I was, like, driving across New Zealand, like, listening to it. I was just like, you know, it's, I'm just jumping right into the cliche, I guess. Oh, yeah, to be fair, there's... Mm, probably not many better places to be driving listening to that yeah yeah although it was weird just like i felt like you know if there was anyone around if and if i had the window down like if someone just like listened to me like listening to my goodness (laughs) (laughs) you have the meditation the meditation bell yeah (laughs) i I guess meditation is kind of something that you like quite like to talk about on on the podcast Mm. is that something you've been doing for like a couple of years no, not at all. I um, I started it properly. I, I did a Sam Harris's fifty day meditation course in February last year, oh. and that that's pretty intense. Um, yeah. as they sort of go, and I toyed with Headspace in the past. Like Headspace has been around for ages. I dip in for a three day trial and yeah. do it twice, but the Sam Harris one really kicked it off for me. And then I fell off the wagon a bit. And then in, I think it was probably about July last year, I ended up getting signed off work where I've been working. My GP was like, you need to use Headspace. My girlfriend was like, you need to use Headspace. My mum was telling me I needed to use Headspace. So I just got into it and I haven't really broke the habit since. Like there's been a few days where I've missed, but I'm on like a 106 day run streak at the moment. Nice. Um, But interestingly, I don't really know if I'm still doing it because it really is beneficial or that I'm just trying to keep up my streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to think it's beneficial and there's some really good courses on there. Um, 
but yeah, like I talk about it so much, I talk about spirituality so much. I just think it's it's a line of thought not many people are willing to explore, but it's such a beneficial line of thought. And I'm sure that's like people can say that about anything that they're passionate about. So I understand that I'm sort of biased, but I just think it's so important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Like, I think I, I don't think I don't think any of my like friends outside of anyone that I've met like on, on this podcast, mm. like none of my like friends kind of have any kind of mindfulness practice or like, or even kind yeah. of talk about like, unless someone, unless it's someone that's like deeply religious from the, in the first place. Yeah. Um, then like, yeah, I like, I'm like, where do I have these conversations? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like, that's why I guess, I mean, is that, was that say, like similar for you and your kind of like group of mates? Yeah, or, I think cause I'm, I'm quite introverted myself. So like, not that I like being on my own all the time, although I, I do. Um, it's like the one-to-one conversations that really sort of like get my passion going and my sort of like yeah. energy flowing. So like when I find someone that I can speak about like the universe and like not sound like I'm completely crazy. Cause like I, I appreciate how crazy it sounds and I catch myself sometimes I'm like, Oh Ed, come on, bro. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely struggled to find sort of friends that I've had sort of throughout school and stuff and sort of like early 20s to chat to about stuff like that but there's there's seven billion people out in the world and i think one thing that i'd really like to get across in in a podcast is that like you can make new friends because there's always going to be people at school that want to hold on to you as their mate um but like you can you can make new friends that will speak about the stuff that you're interested in now and it's about who's going to be a good friend to you at that time not necessarily who's been a good friend all the time yeah no i couldn't agree that was more. a tangent wasn't it Jesus. yeah <laughs> that needed to come out <laughs> <laughs> well no it's so true because people people change man like especially like i don't know in your in your 20s like people can change so yeah. much from the person that you were like when you were like 18 or whatever at school um yeah people go off in all sorts of like directions and um yeah i think you can you can doesn't mean you you, don't, you could like have to like rip them out of your lives if you have to but no um, yeah, I think, it's just, it's, I think it's just being upset, ac- accepting of that fact that not everyone's going to want to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and then you can easily just go and go and meet people, meet people on a podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess, I guess, if you know, let's talk about spirituality. Where, like, what mm. was your, um, what's been your kind of like journey with that, or what are your kind of thoughts on it? I've had, um, I was, I was skeptical. But the, the Sam Harris course is very deep as in like within, I think something like the 19th day you're sat there and upon his click, you have to look for your head without having a head and imagine that the head is an illusion. And in terms of like really deep in a sense of consciousness. And there's been a couple times where I've like toyed with psychedelics and yeah. have have been like, it's, there's no way that this, that there's not something and and I'm not religious. So I'm like, well, like what's out there? And I wouldn't condone drugs in any sort of way, but I just think the psychedelics for me was just like, yeah, it just blew, it just blew something up. And I now feel like that more and more in sort of my everyday life. There's a, there's a meditation pack I'm doing at the moment and it's about focus and you go up through each different part of the body and, and then you end up above focusing above your head. And I think when you get so deep into meditation, you start to have those feelings a lot more. Whereas before in my life, I wouldn't have entertained an unexplainable feeling about something else being there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And I sound like a psychopath or a sociopath because I've got friends. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think it's, there's something really powerful about being able to be, like you say, like looking upon yourself, like yeah. outside of yourself, like becoming, yeah. like, becoming the observer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So it's, it's something. It's such a difficult thing to explain, especially for someone so amateur in a sense as I am. If we had Eckhart Tolle here, I know, yeah, could tolerate it, he could yeah. tell us. <laughs> um, he was busy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's like, it's, being that observer you can then like look at your own thoughts as just like not a part of you as well yeah yeah definitely don't have to attach to those thoughts if something if if you 
feel depressed you're not depressed so like as much as there's there's like a, it's it's right like some people like we do need to label it so like they can they can have that feeling of like okay well i'm not crazy it's also about not lab- not identifying with your thoughts all the time yeah totally. you are not your thoughts i know it's i think therefore i am but it's also like not necessarily so yeah um yeah and i think for me like since i've started meditation and and like yeah explored kind of like spirituality like i think yeah. i've again like i'm not not someone that's been like religious at all and i like, always kind of consider myself like an atheist but i think i've like yeah. i've been able to like appreciate like religions like other mm. people's and other people's beliefs as well yeah yeah you definitely you, you kind of we definitely become a more compassionate cuban when you're when you meditate and stuff like that there's that kind of benefits like you say about like, appreciating other people's religion i think it's essentially someone's just had like a spiritual experience and and just truly believed what they saw mm. and that's probably how religion was born because like you see in all the early stages um and like drawings like in the bible by the old all the old monks who used to have like mushrooms around the head joe rogan talks about this quite a lot um so basically like the people that started these religions must have just been eating some stuff because like <laughs> and, and and gone on some weird spiritual trip and then it's like well this is it this is it so let's tell people about it and they believed it and then it's gone into that but like i i think religion and spirituality in any format is probably one of the most important sort of things that someone could have yeah yeah i give like you know it's like gives life meaning sort of <laughs> mm, yeah definitely and, and and that's for billions of people as well so i, th- I think to completely write off something that does that for the world is a bit like it's a bit harsh really yeah and it's funny because like a, a few years ago i literally thought like religion like what a load of yeah. i mean like again i like i don't feel like kind of to the, don't like assign to a religion or consider myself religious yeah. at all <clears throat> but it's funny how like your perspective can totally change because yeah. i would like, yeah definitely i would just literally just be like oh what, what a load of shit yeah i think that's the thing it's like you kind of as you get older you appreciate like oh well if it's not for me it doesn't matter that it's for them yeah no true and living, probably a lot living of all that. Thinking, thinking that about about us meditating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You've got to lead by example, just in the hope that we could be accepted. <laughs> <laughs> We're not part of a cult. We promise. No. Um, <laughs> uh, did I like? Did I hear this? Um, he said that you wanted to read the Bible as well at some point. Yes. Yeah. I, I I am interested in like reading all through it because there's so like so many good stories in the bible and it was and the reason that i wanted to is because my friend in australia told me a story from the um bible and i could butcher this but i think it was um king solomon or something like that and god offered him money power riches and and he just wanted to acquire wisdom and then with that wisdom he acquired a load of like new territory women and riches like everything that he was offered in the first place just to say that like wisdom is like above all the the best thing that you can ask for. Um, and I was like, you know what, like these stories must like, they'll obviously have a meaning if you can ignore the fact that like it just read it like it's a, a fiction book. Yeah. As opposed to those that read it as a nonfiction book, like it's going to be quite interesting. So I love all the like Zen stories and stuff that come up in like Eckhart Tolle's books and stuff like that. I think they're, really fascinating and i just think it's nice to like tap into someone's imagination that can spread such a nice message so that's why i'm like i'm, I'm really interested in religion in that way but i've also got loads of other books i want to read before before i get onto that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's a good point i've never thought of it that if you could, if you think of it as fiction then you i guess you can appreciate it from a, a better perspective i like that yeah i'm definitely not going to read the bible anytime soon i mean nah like, I mean, it won't be soon. It'll be just one day. I'm hoping that I'll live for like at, at least another 25 years. Hopefully. And then, then I'll, I'll fit it in. <laughs> I mean, I struggle with Jordan Peterson, so I don't think the Bible is quite for me yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> um, one thing, one book I wanted to ask you about was um, the, the Winnie the Pooh one. Yeah, so the, the, Tao, the Tao of Pooh. Yeah. I mean, like, is, is this, have I got this wrong? Like, is this like a really famous book that I've missed? Or like... When I don't... 
I don't know. I see like I, I go down rabbit holes sometimes and I'll sit there just like clicking through the customers also bought, customers also bought and just yeah. go like 24 deep on that. <laughs> and it came up with the Dow of Pooh. And I'd heard about how smart, like how clever, how well written Winnie the Pooh was in terms of like the ideas behind it, how um, that there was like a belief that it rep- all the characters in 100 Acre Wood um represented like mental health disorders so you're like winnie the pooh is like ocd um no ob so he's got like an eating disorder and like he's super super lazy you got um piglets anxiety um kanga and rue are ocd tigger's adhd eeyore's depression and i was like well that's interesting and i and i kind of had that in the back of my mind so i picked it up and then i found pretty much my new favorite philosophy just behind stoicism in Taoism. Nice. Yeah, I already realised I pronounced it wrong, didn't I? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I, I had been until I, I was speaking to someone. So, yeah, so the Tao of Poo. And they're like, no, it's not that, mate. That's okay. No. I mean, who, it's, 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 it's Taoism and it starts with a T. I mean, it's just so confusing. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a, it's like, Chinese. I was going to say, yeah, it's a Chinese philosophy, isn't it? Because I, I know nothing mm. about it. And obviously, well, I say obviously, but I've, I've read a bit about... Um, stoicism you know like kind of through mm. like ryan holiday and um yeah. that sort of thing i haven't i definitely haven't got to like meditations or like any of the no they're difficult they're the really difficult yeah have you have you approached any of them yet or I've, I've i've got like three pages into meditations and a few on seneca's letters but i'm just going to treat those as like real slow sort of like when i feel like reading a bit of that i'll like read like a few passages or a few pages and then just put it down go back to it later because it's not it doesn't follow a particular storyline it's just yeah it is like meditations it's something to be thought about so you can't can't read them too quickly yeah yeah i mean thank god for people like ryan holiday who just like you know yeah almost like translate it all for us (laughs) yeah they can decipher it and make it make it more relevant yeah um so so yeah so like um Obviously, well, I mean, people might not know, know um, may or may or not know about stoicism, but um, mm. tell us about Taoism. Da- like, I know nothing about um, it. So it, it's it's a philosophy of essentially like letting letting things be and not interfering with the universe. And I'm such a passive person. <laughs> in so I was like, I'm I'm instantly attaching to this philosophy. They've got a thing called the Wu Way, um, which in the book they translate it to the Pu Way. Yeah, nice. So the Wu Wei is that sense of just letting things be completely and not not interfering with things. And Winnie the Pooh is a perfect example of that because when you ask him, it's like, oh, what do you think you want to do today? And he's like, I don't. I don't think about what I want to do today. I just do it. And whenever they're going on adventures, he always ends up the hero, but he never actually actively seeks out getting the task done. He just sort of like finds something. So there's a, there's a story in... Um, Winnie the Pooh's Great Adventure where Eeyore loses his tail and whilst he's looking for a tail he goes to ring the doorbell of someone's house and pulls off the the rope and yeah. he's like oh well I guess I found the tail like he's he's not actively doing the right thing but it it's just good things happen to him because he doesn't interfere with things so it's kind of like trusting trusting the the universe trusting the universe i didn't want to say it <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped myself and i was like I'm going with it <laughs> it's like it's like with this podcast you know we like we had to rearrange and it was just like no the universe is telling mm. it's like it has to be another yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i guess that's, it's, a, it's always a nice excuse <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's a nice like um it kind of goes well with with stoicism and it's like kind of just trying not to be, get affected by by stuff that you can't control yeah definitely definitely and it's it's such a difficult thing to do but it's so worth learning about and that's why like this this is kind of where like my passion for readings come from is let's go full circles what we've seen at the beginning like i just can't believe all this stuff's out there and people aren't willing to read it and just just to see if they can attach to a particular sort of maybe ideology or philosophy because i feel they sort of come hand in hand but um i just it just blows my mind that people just can't be asked they'd rather literally force themselves to finish a shitty series on netflix than just sit and read a book yeah i see it so much like oh i'm i'm working through it just three more episodes and it'll get good i'm not mate that's three hours of your life (laughs) 
come on. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, it's totally true because like, I think, and, and I think I thought that about myself, just like, what was I mm. doing like a few years ago? Like, oh, I was that guy. So years. harsh to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, like it's, you see this whole new world and you're just like, why, why isn't everyone like making, making the most of this? Yeah, literally almost want to go like Jehovah's Witness with it and like knock on people's doors and just be like, hey, <laughs> come on, guys, <laughs> read. I know, yeah. But again, we're not a cult. We're not a cult. No, <laughs> no. not yet. No, we're, we start with the podcast. That's the first. Yeah, get people that listening. Podcast about it, then you can then, then eventually you'll get to a cult. Drink the Kool-Aid and <laughs> mass genocides. Not on my agenda. No? Okay, cool. <laughs> Just to make that clear. <laughs> um, well, well, I've lost my trail of thought now. Master. Yeah. Um, where were we? Where were we? Um, oh, you got your um, um, book club, book gang. Yes. Oh, yeah, my cult. <laughs> yeah, so that is a cult. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so the book gang. Yeah, we've got that. I thought that was sort of... Um, I don't know really why I started. I think in terms of like building like a, a platform, the the best way you can do it is build a community. Mm. And there's a lot of people out there that want to chat about books, but haven't got a place to speak to their friends about it. Yeah. So, so I thought, why not try and like create a platform where people can just do that. And like at the moment I'm doing the review sort of each week, but what I want to kind of turn it into is just a place for open discussion at any stage for people just to chat about their books and, and write their own reviews. Maybe they don't want to start like an Instagram. Maybe they just want to yeah. find some like-minded people on the internet. So if I can host that for everyone, that's great. Um, Cause I mean like the videos that I've done as my sort of reviews each week, sometimes they just haven't gone very well. <laughs> and like, it's just one, it's one extra bit of 10 minutes. I'm like struggling to fit into my weeks. So I'm like, Oh my Lord, maybe I need to read some organization um, <laughs> books, but, I want it to essentially be a place for people to meet like minds and read the same books and maybe introduce people to books. They wouldn't usually pick themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I guess it just comes back to the thing again of like, you can totally like meet people on the internet, even if you're not like mates to them, just have a conversation with them. Um, yeah, exactly. About the stuff that like you, you might not talk about with your, your mates. In, in yeah, real life. definitely. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, it was, um, Shoe Dog was your first book, right? The um, yeah, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. I, have, I haven't finished it. I've been. I actually. Really? <laughs> I sleep terribly, and I, I woke up last night about one in the morning. And then I read that for an hour, and I'm, I've got about ten pages left. But I, it was, it was, I was meant to finish it last week and, and keep up to date with the book, gang. But obviously, I went on holiday. My friends asked me to stay longer. I, of course, obliged. I had a sick time, but I didn't finish my book, gang. But, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be too too upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's like another commitment, like another book. You like you have to read it because you've, you've yeah. read the book, gang. Yeah, I've got about four books that I've, I'm about three quarters of the way through. So I'm taking the start of this week just to just to get through them, get them out of my head. Cause like they are good books, but I've just keep starting too many. Yeah. I was going to say like, how many, how many do you have on the go at once? <laughs> like, I, like three's a good number for me. Yeah. But like at the moment it is, if I think of all the books that I've started and maybe got like three, four chapters in over the last month, it's probably about seven. And are those the ones that you like, are just going to put to the side and come back, come back to later? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I just get distracted because like I'm always ordering books and I've yeah. got far too many um, for like what I'm going to be able to read before uh, I go away in September. Like I've just got, there's just too much there. Yeah, that's it. There's I didn't, too much out there. I've got a lot of time so I can just sit and sit and plow through them. <laughs> and it just means more content for everyone that gives a shit about my review. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I... I um... I just sent my uh, copy of because I I actually did finish the the, <laughs> the book. No, oh, uh, brag! Um, <laughs> so yeah, I sent it to my mate, put pots in the post to my mate. Nice. Um, and I think it's a nice thing to do, isn't it? Just like passing on books. Yeah. And um, yeah. do you want to tell us about your experiences of um, and like passing on books to people, maybe <laughs> like, girls that you've met? <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I literally I saw you kind of like setting this up. 
from the start there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I um I, I give girls books. <laughs> I give everyone books to be fair. Um but it, it's just become a bit of a thing with my mates because on Australia Day, um we were down Coogee Beach, none of my friends really wanted to drink. I decided and I'm a massive lightweight to have like 18 cans of like some IPA. It was just far too strong. And I bought a girl that was at the beach with us a book because we'd, we'd gone on a date. We'd been chatting about Joe Rogan. We'd been talking about books. And I thought, oh my God, this is, this is the best person ever. So I bought Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday because she was talking about like wanting to be calm a bit more. And like I essentially, I diagnose people with what book they need yeah. when I talk to them. And <laughs> I gave her this book in front of everyone and it just did not like, she just went all shy and all my friends were like, what the hell has he just done? <laughs> and since then, I, I still diagnose people with what book they need. And sometimes I've bought girls books about depression. And that is where um, my great friend Lucy just takes the piss and just doesn't think think it's going to work and i mean granted it doesn't really work um if you're going to go for a narcissistic i just want to get laid by a girl a book that wouldn't work (laughs) um but if we're talking about like feeling good for giving people a good book like yeah that works (laughs) but it's not going to get you laid (laughs) maybe maybe it's just the type of book maybe it's just maybe you're prescribing them wrong i don't know yeah i think the books about depression might be a bit uh a bit insulting for some but <laughs> that's it because i was thinking when you said like stillness is the key i was just like okay like i mean what's that saying like you need to be more like <laughs> you need to be calmer you need to be like yeah just accept the stillness and then he talks about like the greats like um i think it's like thomas thomas edison or the great american president abraham lincoln um takes his t- he took a lot of time just to be still and do nothing um, and there's Bill Gates as well. He does this. He has like um, think weeks where he goes away for a week at a time, um, sits and just reads and writes for that whole week. And just is like completely off technology out. He can't communicate with anyone from Microsoft. Um, and, and that's what he does for, he just takes time to be still. And I think like those great minds have like boasted this. It's obviously does something right. And I don't think a lot of people take time to just be still. They're always doing something, TikTok or Netflix or boozing. Yeah, I mean, I think if people thought that like Bill Gates of all people just took a week, like every year to just think, they'd be like, no, he, yeah. he hasn't got time for I that. Think, I, think he do, I think he does a couple, you know. Yeah. I think it was like two or, two or three. So really like it, it is massively important. Yeah, that's such a cool idea. I love the idea of doing that. Um, it's like um, Warren Buffett as well. He's like one of the richest people in the yeah. world. And he just like he just goes on like long walks and plays bridge and stuff like all day. Yeah, drinks full fat coke. Yeah, true, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, in conclusion, that um, be careful what books you hand out to people. I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and um, just don't tell your mates about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, fair point. Do it. Do it in secret. Yeah, yeah, because I'm reading um, Chimp Paradox at the minute. <clears throat> I was like, yeah. Um, actually, thinking about it, I got this off a friend. Oh no, well, I think mm. I saw it and then said, oh yeah, I'll have that. So I didn't take offence yeah. by it. <laughs> but I was thinking, yeah. like, as, even as I was reading it, I was like, do you know who'd love this? And then I was, and then I, I caught myself and I was like, yeah, but maybe they'll get offended. It doesn't matter. All you can do is give it. It's their choice if they want to be offended it by not. You've you've got good intentions. I'll just give it to them. True that. Um, in terms of like fiction, non-fiction, um, do you like do you like to keep keep both on the go? Like, what are you into at the minute? Yes, I, at the moment, most of the books I haven't finished that I'm just going to plug through this week are non-fiction books. Um, but I do I do quite like fiction books. I watched that Normal People on oh, yeah. um, BBC iPlayer or whatever that was um, at the start of lockdown. So I've just got the book for that because apparently the book's way better than series. So that's going to be my new sort of fiction read. And as I'm going to try to get back into a better routine to help my sleep and 
stress levels and stuff like that i'm going to start doing my like half an hour hour of like fiction reading just before i go to sleep without a phone or anything like that because that's um tim ferris talks about reading fiction at night time um to sort of like help shut down your brain because you're not you don't necessarily need to learn what's in there um but it's just nice to sort of let your imagination sort of play out for that last half hour hour before bed and it'll zap you out and you have a better night's sleep yeah totally no i i assign to that um definitely because like yeah i'll read like say at the minute chimp paradox i'll read that in the mornings mm. and then um at, well like i was reading um shoe dog in the evenings because that's yeah. kind of like pretty chilled um, yeah and then so i'm reading that i'm reading eddie jones as autobiography okay is he the rugby i'm i'm, I'm not massive on rugby he's yeah he's yeah. Rugby he's, yeah. yeah rugby coach I like autobiographies, you know, since, since Shoe Dog, I've, I've really, it's really opened my sort of like yeah. eyes up to it. I'm reading Anthony Kiedis's book at the moment, Scar Tissue, the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, okay, right, right, yeah, sick. Oh, insane. Such nostalgia, because like when I was like 12, 30, probably even when I was actually like seven to like 12, was just like pure Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. That's and awesome. now I actually understand that he was a massive raging heroin addict, sex addict crazy man it just makes me appreciate the ma- fact that he managed to ever sing even more <laughs> that's it. there's like some people have got some crazy stories to tell yeah yeah my life's so boring in comparison i need to really spice it up and bit and get addicted <laughs> to stay off the heroin. Like yeah <laughs> um yeah because i think in like uh shoe dog is like the first or biography that i've read in oh fucking years like since i was a teenager yeah um, yeah, I've yeah. done Tyson Fury's. That was quite good. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's only good if you kind of care about like fighting, like martial arts, stuff like that, or like oh, boxing. Because yeah. um, it does sort of talk through all his journeyman fights, which does get a bit tedious. But to hear someone who's heavyweight champion in the world speaking so like openly about like his mental health and stuff is just. I was going to say, cool. I was, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have thought that, that aspect of it would be interesting. Yeah. And also his life's been mad as well. Like he's had all the addictions and he's just been crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like he's gone from being like a, a gypsy. I guess he still is a gypsy, but like, yeah, he's got some uh, a mad story to tell, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely, um, I, that's, that's the thing. Fiction. I haven't like, I feel like I haven't got there yet. I feel like it's like yeah. that, like rite of passage of just like, you, you like find books just like, oh, it's like yeah. self-development and all this. And then like, I'm still on that like curve. I haven't reached the like, yeah. I think autobiographies are like getting me there, but I haven't yet reached the like yeah. fiction. But I think, I, I, think, get- I think it, yeah, I think a lot of people scoff at fiction because they don't feel like they're learning. Yeah. And they're like, they always want to be learning. And like, if they're giving their time to read, like they, they want to learn while they're doing it. But I almost think of fiction books as just like really long, like we were talking about like Zen stories, like there is a message in there. The author's got something they want to say yeah. and their art is essentially just getting it out in a story, which is a sentence that if I said to myself a year ago, I would have laughed at myself. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you growing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you, uh, well, actually, I guess um, you, you're on a week off of the, the podcast at the minute. So like, yeah. what's, um, what's, the, what, what's the thoughts behind that? I just, I had a lot of, I didn't have a lot. My, my feedback is like 95% positive. Mm. And in fact, I could probably count maybe on like one, maybe two hands at a push, like the amount of negative feedback that I've taken. But I think as humans, we naturally attach to a bit of negative feedback or mm-hmm. we're offended because like for for me, like the podcast and the page, like that's, that's my sort of my creation. I'm considering it as my very low paid volunteer job at the moment. So like it's, it's something I'm quite attached to. And I feel like I've, I've, been putting out a certain message and apparently other some some people haven't got it so i i had a bit of doubt last week if i was being true to myself so i was like right well i need to assess that check that i am still living in line with my values and just make sure that if someone does piss me off i don't change myself to be super super polite because i've got a podcast i don't want to lose a listener it's just a time to fuck off because that's what i've done all my life i'm i I care little for what 
people think in a way. And I think I actually fell into a trap of maybe starting to care what people think. And I need to get out of that. So I think I'm just going to take a week, a week off to just get realigned with my values, finish a few books that I want to get some episodes up to date so that I'm ahead of the game and then just come back to it as if like, that never happened and just like, address it at the start. Like, yeah, I had a week off. You probably don't give a shit. Now I'm back. Like, I think you, I think naturally I like people in this position think other people care more than they do. Yeah. And like, definitely no one's going to care that I've had a week off. And people that like the podcast will be like, yeah, fair play, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like I'm, I'm going into, like I said, like starting up a new business in the next few weeks. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, God, like what am I going to do? Like, I can't do the podcast. And like, and then I'm just like, that's, that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. No one's going to care. <laughs> yeah definitely well they yeah. i think they will like if you, if you stop altogether they will but i mean if, if you've no, got a busy yeah. few weeks like that's life a lot of people i've noticed on like a, other podcast do series is so like yeah they'll do a set amount of time and then they have a break from it and i think i'm kind of like considering doing the same maybe get to my 50th episode and then take a little break and then just do that every 50 episodes i mean joe rogan does it yeah. And I care when he has a break. <laughs> I remember once there was a stage where about four weeks where Joe Rogan didn't put a podcast out. And I was like, what the hell? Do, what, what did I do before I listened to this? <laughs> yeah. And I think you can, um, you know, you can pre-record stuff, can't you? And then like mm. you know, have stuff roll in. So, so people don't get with withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and no, I think it's, um, it was awesome that you put that out there. I think it's important to, to put that stuff um I mean, not that everyone has to, but I think mm. if you feel comfortable doing it, it's good. It's it's awesome yeah. to um, to like yeah, put those feelings kind of out there, whether it's on Instagram or on a podcast or whatever. Because um, I think yeah. like seeing all the all the negativity, um, yeah, it, it is just like a human. It's just part of human nature, isn't it? Like you know, it's, yeah. just, it's just survival instincts. Like the 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 poisonous berry, like that's the one you need to remember, not the like the berries that taste really. Yeah. Yeah, my sister, my sister, wise woman, actually said to me, like, she goes, have you ever put a post up thinking, oh, I hope I don't get any negative feedback on it on this, or oh, I hope I only get one. She was like, you don't measure your success on the amount of negative feedback you do. Like, it's it's always on the positive. And I was like, Jesus, where, where were you five minutes ago? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And like, sometimes you really need to like hear something as simple as that. And then your whole brain switched and like, okay, sweet. That's so true. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's, it's so important to like, just, you know, stay true to yourself, just do what you want to do. Mm. And like, if yeah. you, cause there's always going to be like people that are critical or like people that disagree or like, yeah, it's just, it's just inevitable. And I think like being able to just shut out that noise, is like, it's not easy, but like, it can oh, be- no, that's the thing. It's all these good things in life. They're just difficult. No one tells you that. <laughs> adulting. Like, yeah, adulting or like whatever weird limbo I am, Peter Panning. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's not an easy place to be. <laughs> I don't think anywhere is an easy place to be. And you kind of realise that as you get older. Yeah. I think, um, obviously, you're someone that's done a bit of travelling over the past few years. Um, mm. I think kind of getting away and, and travelling like kind of helps with that whole process yeah. of not caring what other people think or at least t- taking yourself out of your like current environment i found yeah. anyway was like really absolutely benefit. yeah that side of things yeah because you don't have to like pretend to, you're literally you're starting over somewhere else you don't have to pretend to be like anything in particular you can turn up to a hostel there's 200 people staying in there you turn up 100 percent yourself maybe 150 people don't like you maybe 50 think you're all right maybe like 25 like really like you and there's like maybe one person there that could be your best friend for life yeah because like your values are literally just like aligned so like the people that i've just been on holiday with like, i met them traveling i haven't got any friends i've ever met that i'd be like oh do you know what? yeah i'll fly to another country to hang out with you boys like and have a sick time it's yeah. mad no it is mad. like like some like someone that i had in the podcast like a couple of weeks ago 
just sent me a, just sent me a message um just with a with like a screenshot of um her like flight tickets like she she's american lives in norway and she just sent me like a picture of her like flight tickets to just like i'm gonna be in manchester like in like five weeks oh, like, amazing that's so good <laughs> it's 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 crazy like you do you, you just feel like these are like truly your people when you make friends when you're away do you know what i mean oh totally yeah um, I get you talked about um, like values, like just kind of staying to your kind of core values and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever done any like um, like exercises or, or or like have you ever like written down your core values or like how do you? Yeah. As you say, how do you like, being able to stick to them? I think you do have to work on it because I think when you first write out your values, you don't write out values that are really yours and they're sort of societal values that, that you've sort of told that you're like not to get too hippie but um i think when you first sort of write things out like when i if i'd have written my values out like this time last year I'd be like like money this 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 when when truly when i actually strip myself back that's not important to me at all yeah. as long as i can survive i'm sweet um but like there, there's work that you can do that I, I did a task the other day it was like write out the like 50 most influential people in your life and then when you write them out and then you look at them and you think why they've influenced you or what they've influenced you on that's actually quite a good way of working out what your values are um because because you see what values you've taken from elsewhere because like we do start as a blank slate and we build our values off of other people um, so it's interesting when you write out, like when you have to really think about 50 people that you have truly influenced you. And like that could be anyone from like a friend that you had when you were younger to uh, an auntie and uncle or a parent to like someone's podcast you listen to, like mine, like one of them's Joe Rogan. Like if I hadn't started listening to Joe Rogan, there's not a chance I'd have a podcast because yeah. I wouldn't have got into like, I wouldn't have been introduced to the people that he's had on the show, whose books I've read and ideas I've had sparked off that. And I think, like, if you, if you, what values that for me, mine's curiosity, like Joe Rogan's is curiosity, and they sort of align in that way. It's, it's such an interesting sort of, not method, but like practice, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I am going to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, um, yeah, like, just, just, like, listen, just shows how, like, powerful, like, listening to podcasts can be. Like, um, yeah. Like, for example, like, I, I, my kind of the podcast that got me into podcasts um, was Modern Wisdom by Chris Williamson. Yeah. Uh, really just because I like lived in Newcastle. Like you, you, you couldn't not be a student in Newcastle without knowing who he was because he was a promoter. Yeah. And then suddenly yeah. had a podcast. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I was suddenly listening to someone that was like talking about like, like that's why I tried that meditation. That's why I like yeah. got into like anyone that he was like getting on and, and listening yeah. to talking to you're just, inter- you're just introduced to ideas that you wouldn't necessarily usually be introduced to because everyone that you probably hang around with has the exact same values as you because likely they've been raised in a similar family. Mm. They've likely gone to the same school. They likely have the same religious views. They likely have all this. Like, it's not very diverse um, in terms of like contribution to your thought. So when you listen to like a podcast with someone that you probably wouldn't usually listen to, it does introduce you to those different ideas in your brain or just go sweet. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember just like, I had like a week of skiing and like skiing in the Alps and I just like stuck my headphones in and just listened to like a week's worth of like of podcasts and like, fuck, nice. like, you know, it just like changed my like perspective on like yeah. life. It's funny you do that. I couldn't think of anything worse than listening to a podcast when I'm skiing. Cause I literally, I just listened to sail by AWOL nation <laughs> and just, just forget the world and just hope that I don't crash into anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you've got a lot of time on like um, chairlifts. Chairlifts, and, yeah. yeah. I think that was more when I was like zoning in. Yeah, nice. Um, sick. I mean, um, have you got any any like reading tips? Any any like hacks uh, for people that are like wanting to get into reading, or is it just a case of if you want to do it, you're going to do it? well it's 50 50 i think because firstly you could you could pick up the completely wrong book and be put off reading forever yeah i think picking your book is something that's really important a book like shoe dog 
I think could get a non-reader into being a reader. Yeah. Because it's relevant. People want to know about Nike. Like everyone knows about Nike. Like you can't, you're interested in that story for some, someone, or there'll be a story that you're interested in. Like I, I started off with a set of laugh, not giving fuck because at the, at that time in my life, I needed to like a kick up the ass. Whereas like, whatever you need in your life at that time, whatever you're lacking in, like for me, last couple of weeks, probably mindset. So I'm about to read Paul Mort's um, book this week because I feel like I need a reset there. Um, so always pick the book based on what you need that week or that day that you're looking for that book. Don't just base it on like what everyone else has said is good um, because it might not hit with you at that time. I always think taking a book when you go to meet friends is a good idea because my friends are always late. So I can always get five, 10 minutes reading in by waiting for a mate. And you always look well smart when you're there holding a book. Yeah, totally. When you, when you meet someone, I saw it, I watched it happen the other day, uh, yesterday where someone was just like waiting like with a book and I was just like, God, you look so intelligent. And then I saw the person come yeah. up, yeah, nailed it. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, just reading. It's like uh, Anchorman. It's like, I have many leather-bound books. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, first date, you've got to take a book, and you're just like, this is me. Yeah. I did. I, I've heard this before. Is, um like, if you go home with someone, like, after night out, judge them not by anything else than the books that they've got on their bedside table. And if they've got no books, get out. Yeah. <laughs> Like at the minute, like, cause I'm like, I say, I just moved into a new flat and I was like, mm. I haven't bought a TV yet. And I'm like, is it really fucking sad of me to not buy a TV? Um, no. And like, people were just like, yeah, like, what would you do if you like, if someone came back to yours or whatever, like, what would you like point them in the direction of? I was just like, well, I would just, the, the bookcase, I would, yeah, you know, I would talk or, through myself. Or, or me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like surely it would be me. They're not coming to watch TV. I I got my t- I got my TV out of the room at the start of lockdown because I was like, if I really want to watch something, I'll just like chuck my laptop on, and it's never a great experience watching something in your laptop. So it kind of puts you off. Yeah, true. So I just got a TV out of the room, and and was done with that. But um, yeah, definitely a nice full book a bookcase. Like when I went to um, like check out apartments in Australia in Bondi, the person who i actually ended up living with i went to her bookshelf straight away and and did exactly that i judged by the books and there was a lot of malcolm gladwell on there i was like you know what i that's one of my favorite authors so i can live here nice that's it judge someone on their books Mm. and that was something that was completely like i hadn't planned on saying oh i'm going to judge them by their bookcase but as soon as i see it i kind of like i'm gravitating towards it because like i think you can tell a lot about a person by sort of what they read yeah no, I agree. Oh, Malcolm Gladwell. There you go. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna yeah. read it. Oh yeah, nice. That's a good book, that. Yeah, yeah, you said it was good, so it's on my never ending list. Um yeah. what have you got um on your list? Is it like is it just always never ending? Or have you got something that you like really oh, want to read at yeah. the minute? It is never ending. Um there's a comedian he's an Irish comedian, um, lives in America and I asked him to come on the podcast not so long ago and he asked me to read a novel called Skippy Dies. Right. Um, and I think it's like a comedy novel. So that's, I'm, once I've got through these books that are in my way at the moment, not in my way, but just like I've got a few pages left and quite yeah. a few books. Once I've got them out of the way, I'm going to start that and just get into a nice novel, I think, because I haven't, haven't sat down with one of them for a while. Sick. Um, so it's Skippy Dies. Couldn't tell you the author. Um, but what else have I been looking at? I'm just in, I just don't really want the Anthony Kiedis book to end the uh, scar tissue. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just crazy. Like every page I'm kind of hoping for a point where it's just a bit boring and I'm maybe like 200 pages in at the moment. I haven't yet got to one of those pages. It really <laughs> is. It's just like every page. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, how can this get any more interesting? And it does. Is it just lost his virginity to his dad's so... girlfriend? Say again. He lost his virginity to his dad's girlfriend at like 13. 
What? And he had Cher used to babysit him and he once spied on her getting changed when he was like 12. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to jump from a, like a hotel into a swimming pool, missed the pool, broke his spine. Jesus. Just, it's just a crazy life. And I just think, wow, I'm tame. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I need, I need to add that to my list. I need to check it out. Hmm. Um, yeah it's definitely definitely a good book yeah um one thing we've talked about quite a bit on uh on the podcast is like femininity masculinity um mm. and uh i spoke to um james Waltham the other week who i know you've spoken yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah i used to work with james yeah yeah no small yeah. um so it was something that we talked about in that um mm. you know he kind of said that a lot of the stuff that that, that he talks about you know like um, in the kind of mental health space, inner work, yeah. and all that sort of thing, like can be seen as quite like feminine for like guys to talk about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people might even see, you know, personal development or reading as, you know, a feminine trait. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it it depends because you've got like the leads who are yeah. probably aren't into it. Um, so yeah, I do. I do think like my following, eighty six percent women. Yeah. So it says it all. Like, I, I don't think I'm too unblokey for blokes not to relate to me, but I just think girls are more interested in it, and especially a lot of my books are like spirituality and stuff like that. I had someone messaged me actually and was like, "Have you read like books on like financial literacy and stuff like that?" I was like, "Yeah, I have," and I found them like interesting, but not too interesting. Yeah. I think boys are more interested in those t- kind of books and girls naturally gravitate towards a more spiritual one. Whereas I think it would be good just to have everyone just meet in the middle and have like a nice well-rounded like list of things that they read. So blokes can be a little bit more feminine or feel more comfortable being a bit more feminine because, yeah. you know, I've always been pretty feminine. I've got quite a bit of feminine energy. I'm doing all right. Like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I like it. Do you think? Do you think a lot of lads like shy away from the? I don't know. Say if it's like a spirit, more spiritual book or something. Do you think a lot of lads like shy away from it because they like just don't you know because they like to be one of the lads or whatever? Um, or yeah, I think so. Just aren't interested. I think I think they they do subconsciously have like that that thought that you've just said there, um, but it's it's more of a case that they just won't entertain the thought, I think, but that'll change. And that is changing. I'm getting a lot more sort of people that I would never have expected to take my recommendation on some certain books and they've read it and have loved it. Yeah. And it was actually the guy that told me about sort of, um, doing more like posts on like financial literacy and stuff. He read a new earth by Eckhart Tolle and was like, all my life I've been reading about business and and financial literacy, but the books I've like needed to read was this. I've been holding myself back all this time. And like, this is a guy in his thirties. Like he's, he's lived, he's, he's quite a successful businessman as well. And for him to say something like that, I'm like, yeah, do you know what? Like I wish the world could, see that like i put it on my story but only be like a couple thousand people will see it i want like you need more people to it's just convincing people isn't it i'm just trying to sell an idea of just reading it's just i'm not gaining from it financially (laughs) yeah and i guess it comes back to just be yeah like being fucking true to yourself doesn't it and like not caring Mm. not caring what other people are going to think and being yeah yeah definitely um so you in a, again, in a similar situation to what I was, because I was in Australia um, mm. in uh, February now. Um, yeah, so, yeah. What was what was your situation in coming back, and and what's your what's your plans going forward for traveling? So I went I went to Bali in March to meet some friends, and was that like from everything from yeah. So flew from Australia, um, flew as like Australia's or Malaysia's answer to EasyJet holiday started terribly they uh charged me like 300 dollars to take my bag on the flight because you know it's just sneaky little loopholes so that was annoying anyway get to bali have a great couple days coronavirus is apparently a thing australia shut their borders my flat's got all my stuff in it and i'm in bali like great (laughs) what the hell am i gonna do um 
so it came back to England and then started the podcast. I'd like, I'd, I'd, I'd had the idea. I'd been sort of surrounded by people that week, like um, Darren Cartel. Like I could see how happy he was with his podcast, like yeah. spending some time with him in Bali. And like, he was just like, yeah, I just love it. And I was like, you know what? Like I've wanted to kind of do this for a while. I'm just going to start it. Um, so I've, I've been quite fortunate in the sense that the whole coronavirus pandemic, like it's pushed me in quite a good direction i think yeah yeah i think it, i think it all bar the bleached hair we're doing all right <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people have, have like you know seen the positives in the situation yeah and all that so are you planning on going back out to oz or bali or uh, so i fly to bali on the 13th of september um because their borders open on the 11th so two days after get straight in there <laughs> um i'm just gonna live out there hopefully well i say hopefully like I'm, I've, I've got an idea for a book that i want to get done properly i want some courses that i need to do so um, on your own you mean yeah um and i just feel at home in changu because i like i love the jiu-jitsu surfing there's lots of stuff that i can get a lot better at out there yeah. um and i've still got some money left from when i was um traveling before so i was like quite fortunate that my travels got cut short and all i've just had to do is a little hiatus from and then i can get back to them and um whatever happens with australia happens with australia um my visa as it stands right now is pretty much gone yeah if i can get another one i will because what's the visa situation in bali can you just is that more relaxed or Mm, you have to leave every month allegedly uh to like reset your tourist visa oh uh, yeah yeah so it's one of them yeah oh well you can it's a nice hiatus because you can go back with a podcast yeah so. yeah exactly and that will be probably the best place i can be in terms of network yeah or something yeah. like that 100 percent. because yeah i mean you've you've had like um uh like greg uh greg mccune account i don't know if that's, yeah um yeah greg greg mccown mccune i don't know either. yeah the author of essentialism um yeah yeah. And, you know, you've had like a few people from the like PT world and um, yeah. what's, what's the direction of the podcast going forward or have you got anyone coming up or just whoever? Um, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Of well, I've, I've actually, I've actually ended up like cancelling a lot of guests because mm-hmm. there were some that I'd, I'd booked in that I didn't really know why I'd booked them in. Mm. I, I didn't want to have a conversation with them that it didn't, it didn't excite me and, the conversation that I actually had with Greg McEwen, I looked at that and then I looked at a conversation that I had with my friend. Um, and I just, I think I preferred the conversation that I just had with one of my mates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, as interesting as it is to have a conversation with someone like Greg McEwen, like I was really hammering emails out every single day, trying to get all these guests on literally clutching at straws. And I'd booked a podcast with a guy um, called Brendan Kane. He wrote a book called 1 million followers. And he's got a million followers on Instagram. And as, do I, I didn't think he'd share the podcast. So it's not necessarily like I'd have any of his audience yeah. um, come over. But also, I don't care about having a million followers. Yeah. Like it, and I think a book about one million followers is, is not in line with what, like, what my values are my values are like i put it out there if it grows it grows if people don't like it they don't like it yeah um i don't want to like use tactics to to grow it in a sense like beyond hashtags and i think that's just me as a person it's like i feel like i'd get so obsessed with it yeah and to just in in my sort of Taoism and my winnie the pooh way is just sort of let it let it grow if it if it grows if it doesn't that's okay because I think at the start I, I was posting like two, three times a day. It's just too much. Get obsessed with it. It's weird, and it's literally Instagram. Yeah. Um, no, totally. So I've cancelled. I've cancelled a few guests, but I've got um, a couple other guys that run sort of book Instagrams who I actually really want to speak to. One guy's created an app um, for readers, and the other guy just does like pretty banging reviews. So I'm just going to have him on and chat chat about books. Um, but yeah, guest guest wise, I'm just being more sort of selective now. And I've had people ask me to come on, which I thought was like obscure. 
you mean they've asked to come on to your they've podcast? asked yeah, they've asked to come on to my podcast and i was like it nah. work. <laughs> yeah yeah does it like it, it's it's not that kind of thing because like i've i would never ask anyone else and i feel like if if you need to ask like it's it's probably not what they want yeah um but that's just my probably anxious almost millennial gen z whatever i am <laughs> just coming out <laughs> no i think you're right i think you're right man mm. all right cool um where can people find you um what we got going on Ooh, well by the time this is released i'll be back uh <laughs> it's uh, at a need to read with the number two and not the word which i feel like i i say all the time <laughs> yeah, um Whenever, whenever I speak to someone, when I meet them, they're like, oh, what is it? I'm like, yeah, it's just a need to read. Number two, not the word. <laughs> it's literally become such, such a habit. Uh, but yeah, at a need to read. It's the, po- the podcast. There's a book review. I have guests on. If you like reading, there's probably an 80% chance that you like the Instagram and, and the podcast. Um, not everyone's going to like it, as we found out this week. But yeah, I, I send an email out twice a week as well so they can find me and join my email list there and then if they don't want to listen to a podcast give me three minutes on an email and they probably won't listen to a podcast nice sick man all right this has been yeah. awesome so thanks a lot mate for thank up. you so much for having me on it's been an absolute pleasure sweet cheers bro yeah